This sicha is actually a, a brilliant sicha that brings together Parshas Tetzave, which is the Shabbos before Purim, and Zohar, which is the Shabbos before Purim, and Purim, and brings it all together to explain the connection between them all and how each one, in a sense, represents the very message of Purim and of the Megillah. And it's based primarily on the Mishnah in the beginning of Mesech the Megillah that discusses the proper time for reading of the Megillah. So let us begin inside. The first ace is going to be a hakdame, an introduction, connecting Shabbos of Tetzave with Purim. Every Shabbos is not just connected to the previous days, as it's called the seventh day. So obviously it's the seventh of six that preceded it. Shabbos is also connected to the coming days of the week. The Zayar says that all six days are blessed by the seventh day that came before it. The Shabbos that came before it. As Shabbos, Veren Gibenched Alakumidik is tag that from Shabbos all of the coming six days of the week are blessed. In the Mahaintik in Shabbos is the Shaykhazain and Medikumidik Yemeashvua Merboilet. This Shabbos, meaning Shabbos Tetzave, which is the Shabbos before Purim, this, uh, uh, this connection between Shabbos and the days of the week that follow it stands out even more than usual because of what happens at Kriya Satayra. Malayin Shabbos Parsha Zocher. Valdosu the Shabbos was as far Purim. On Shabbos Tetzave, or this year Shabbos Tetzave, which is the Shabbos before Purim, we read Parsha Zocher. And remembering the deeds of Amalek are directly connected with the days of Purim. So much so that the Kriya Satayra of Purim is also about Amalek. From Parshas Beshalach, when Kriya is Parshas Zacher far Purim, and also this Kriya of Parshas Zacher which precedes Purim, Zog the Gemara the Gemara says, "Thus is the Schirer was kumt far der Asiyah shiv Purim niskarim v'naasim." This is the remembrance that comes before the action, like the Megillah says, "Niskarim." First you have to remember, and then naasim. So Parshas Zacher is the niskarim that leads to the naasim of Purim. So very clearly, the reading of Parshas Zacher is directly connected with Purim. So we see from the Shabbos before. A direct connection with the Shabbos, with the days of the week that come after it. Now this connection between the Shabbos and the days of the week that follow, specifically to Purim, is this year, meaning the year that the Sikhi was printed, and as well as the year that the Sikh is being learned, Tavshin Pei Gimel, in the Seder of Project Likut HaSichas, there is an even stronger connection between this Shabbos, Shabbos Tetzave, and Purim. Hain Tikin Yod is the Shabbos B'yem Yud Aleph L'Chedesh Adar. The Shabbos is on the 11th day of Adar. Was from dem tog von Chedesh Heipzich Shein Anders Man was his roi for Kriya Samagilah, which the 11th day of Adar is the day where, when, the time, the appropriate time for reading Megillah begins. Megillah could be read on the 11th, on the 12th, on the 13th, on the 14th, and on the 15th day of Adar. As the people from the villages would read earlier on the day of gathering, the day that they would gather in the, in the bigger cities, which was Monday or Thursday. Which the earliest possible time is on the 11th of Adar. The Mishnah explains that if 
if the if Purim was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, then Megillah would be read on the Monday before, which would be Yud Beis or Yud Gimel Adar. And if Purim is on a Sunday, then the Megillah for the people of the villages would be read on the Thursday before, which would be Yud Aleph Adar, the eleventh of Adar. The fact that the 11th day of Adar is an appropriate day for reading the Megillah It's not just applicable in the good times when the Yidden were dwelling on their land. That only then do we apply this din that the people of the villages could read earlier on the day of the gathering. It's not just applicable to then, to the past. Also in today's day. If somebody is going out to sea, if someone's going out in a caravan through the desert, and doesn't have a Megillah to take along with him. You should read the Megillah either on the 13th or on the 12th or on the 11th, depending on when you're leaving. So that so we see that even without a bracha, it says, but nevertheless, we see that you could read Megillah. So we see that even Bisman Azeh, the 11th day, 11th, 12th, and 13th days of other are the time of reading the Megillah. Even though the Shulchan Aruch says, Yerushalmi says, that you could read the Megillah the entire month. And the Ramah rules that this is how, this is how we uh, conduct ourselves. That if a person was not able to read the Megillah on the day of Purim, and he wasn't even able to read Yudalif, Yudbeis, Yudgimel, he could read earlier than that. Nevertheless, there is a fundamental difference between the reading of the Megillah on the 11th, 12th, or 13th day of Adar versus the earlier, the days before that in the beginning of the month. Even though that even 11, 12, and 13 of other is really only in extenuating circumstances or only B'diyavad. Even in the times of the Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael and the people of the villages would read earlier on the day of the gathering, is this not a heter? It's only a leniency. The Chachamim gave them a permission, an allowance, to read earlier on the day of gathering. Another quote, that the Chachamim were lenient with the people of the villages. But the proper time for Megillah, so to speak, is only on Yudalit or Tezvav in the walled cities. So technically, even Yudalit and Bezid Gimel are already, uh, already of secondary importance. Nevertheless, the 11th, 12th, and 13th day of Adar are more connected to the days of Purim compared to the reading of the rest of the month. As we're going to explain in the Sikha. So we have the Hakdama. The introduction to the Sikha is that um, Shabbos is connected to the days that follow it. Specifically, Shabbos Parashat Zohar connects to the days of Purim because Zohar is connected to Purim. And specifically, when Shabbos is Yud Aleph Adar, there must be a deep connection between the Shabbos and the, and, and, and the days of Purim that follow because Yud Aleph is the earliest day that we can read Megillah. And the, uh, and, uh, the fact that it's the fact that the whole month is okay for Megillah reading is already an uh, even lower level compared to Yudalif, Yudbeis, Yudgimel, and this will be elaborated on in the Sikha. So we're going to begin Sif Beis with understanding the Mishnah in Mesech, the Megillah Mishnah, the first Mishnah.
Let's begin by understanding and explaining the Mishnah. The Megillah could be read on the 11th, on the 12th, on the 13th, on the 14th, and on the 15th day of Adar. We're going to begin with a question. Since the reading of the Megillah on the 11th, 12th, and 13th is only a leniency, it's only something that the Chamim established. Certain times for certain people. So it's only, it's not a regular thing. It's not Why does the Mishnah begin by establishing the times of reading Megillah with the 11th? And not with the primary time, with the most important time, with the main time of Megillah reading, which is on Yudalid on the 14th and on the 15th day of Adar. Now, even though you could say it's going in the order of the days. It's not a good enough explanation because the Mishnah came to explain to us the details and the laws of the mitzvah. It's not understood. Why doesn't the Mishnah begin with the with with best way, with the primary way of fulfilling this mitzvah and then bring the leniencies? Should have started with Yudal and Tezvav and then gone. If you can't do Yudal and Tezvav, like the Mishnah actually does. If you want it to be listed sequentially, you could do so, but start from the from the latest time. Megillah could be read on the 15th, on the 14th, on the 13th, on the 12th, or on the 11th. That's what the Mishnah does. After this first introductory line in the Mishnah, Mishnah goes on to explain which cases you would have the uh, the when when the fourteenth when the fifteenth when the when the eleventh twelfth the thirteenth and the Mishnah goes in this in, in this backwards order we need to say starting from Tezvav and then and then sequentially down from Tezvav to Yudalov. that the walled cities would read on the fifteenth the villages. Big, uh, uh, big villages or cities would be read on 14th. And then in the next Mishnah explains that when you go earlier to the day of gathering, either the 13th or the 12th or the 11th. So we see if, if the Mishnah wanted specifically to be in an order, it could have started from Tezvav. So the question is, why does the Megillah start, why does the Mishnah start with the secondary days of reading Megillah instead of starting with the primary days when Megillah should be read? There's another question, and some of the Mepharshim actually ask this question. Why does it say the Megillah is read instead of we read the Megillah? is a more common term because that's what's supposed to be done. The Megillah is supposed to be read. Megillah uh, Nikreis, the Megillah is, is read is sort of a passive way of speaking, which is unusual, and the question is why. So we're going to explain this as follows. With the fact that the Mishnah specifically starts with the 11th, the Mishnah wants to emphasize something of great importance. Even though the whole reason why the, why you could read the Megillah on the 11th, 12th, or 13th is because the Chachamim were lenient on the villagers. Now they can read on the day of the gathering because they are bringing food and water for their brothers in the big cities. 
and therefore they'll have food for Purim. Other nochmer be the Gemara fear to islamaskana or another version in the in a later version in the Gemara. Eleima mipneish mesapki mayim wasn't lachem shibikrochim is as aninu fun scharu lahem. It's not because we need them to come, so that way they should not only because we need them to come, so they should have there should be food for Purim, but it's actually a reward because a whole year they provide food for the people in the cities, and therefore we gave them a reward that we don't make them come back uh, uh, specifically again for the day of Purim, they could read Megillah a few days earlier. So in other words, uh, in the first level, it's at least connected to Purim. In the second, Maskana Segemar, it's not even connected to Purim at all. So even though the whole reason why we're leaning Megillah and Alfie Gimel is only a leniency, and sometimes, sort of to, to the Maskana Segemar, it has no connection to Purim, it's not even because they're helping the, the Purim Yom Tif. Nevertheless, the Mishnah says, It starts with Yudalif. To emphasize that this is still considered the time of Megillah. Even though it's only done in certain cases, and it's only a leniency, nevertheless, it is the time of Megillah reading. In other words, the Kriyas Megillah even though the reading of the Megillah on Yud Aleph is something that we're doing for the sake of the individual, of the person, but this changes the item, the, 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 the mitzvah of Megillah reading is changed. The day of 11th, of, uh, 11, 12, and 13 of Adr, for the Bnei Akvarim, for the people of the villages, becomes a day of Megillah reading. Not just that the person could read Megillah, but that the Megillah could be read. The Kriyas Megillah demo does not know as the Kriyas Megillah was leaked of Zay. It's not just that the, the Megillah, the, the villagers are able to fulfill a mitzvah that is up, uniquely upon them in these days. It's not just the Megillah, the, the person could read the Megillah. The Megillah is read. In other words, the, the part or one of the proper times to read Megillah is Yud Aleph in, in, in these specific circumstances. And this could be understood from the Gemara as well. When the Anshik Nesagdela, in the time of Mordechai Esther, established the mitzvah of Kriya Samagillah, they established all of these days as days for Megillah reading. Not all of them are the Chatchila, but if you need to read on Yud Aleph, then Yud Aleph is part of the original Takana of the Chachamim. The Rebbe is going to elaborate on this in the next page where we see from the Megillah that the Chachamim established these various different times from the get-go. This explains why the Mishnah uses this term, this passive term, the Megillah is read and not we read the Megillah, because the, 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 the Mishnah is emphasizing. And the Mishnah also begins from the 11th day, not from the 14th or 15th. Because it's telling us the following message. That when you read Megillah and Yudalif, it's not just Kairin and Samagillah, the person could read Megillah. That we made an allowance for the individual, for the person to read Megillah and 
these days because he can't read it in the proper time. The Mishnah doesn't mention the reader, the person. The Mishnah only mentions the Megillah. For the Megillah, this is the right time if this is the situation. And under the specific situation where the Megillah could be read on, on, on Yud Aleph, it's not just Koyrin that the person could read Megillah, that the Gavra moves over his reading because he has no choice, but Megillah Nikreis, the Chavza of the, 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 the item of the Mitzvah of Megillah could be fully fulfilled on these days Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, 11, 12, and 13th days of Odin. Nachmer, additionally. And here the Rebbe brings this Gemara about the Anshikhanes uh, Sagdela. From them is the Gemara, the Anshikhanes Sagdela, Maram is going to be in their Megillah. And the fact that the Gemara says that the Anshikhanes Sagdela alluded to these times in the Megillah itself, the Kayim as he may have put him in his Manayim. Zmanim Harbi Tiknulam, the Gemara, over there, this is right away on, on, the, on the first Omid of Mesech the Megillah. When the Mishnah said you could read with Aleph, with Gimel, etc., so the Gemara asks Manola, and how do you know? Where do we, what's the mocker that you could read earlier? So the first the Gemara says, who needs a mocker? The Chachamim were misakin, they made a takana. So the so the Gemara answers that if the initial takana had been only Yudalad and Tesvav, like it says in the Megillah, then you can't have a smaller bezdin change something that a, 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 a greater bezdin established. So therefore, therefore, it must be, says the Gemara, that originally there was already a mocker in the Megillah for the fact that the Megillah could be read also on Yudalaf Yud Gimel and Yudalat. Yudalaf Yud Beis and Yud Gimel. And the Gemara says that it's learned from the Pasik, Lekayim Esimeya Purim Ela Bismanehem. Bismanehem is written in the plural in their times. So the Gemara says, In the Megillah already, the Chachamim were Mesakin. Uh, uh, various different times for Megillah, including Yudalafid Beis Gimel, and that's why the later Bezdin was able to establish this Kfarim Akdim Liyemaknisa that the villagers can read earlier on the day of gathering, because there's a mocker for it, there's a source for it in the Megillah itself at the very establishment of the mitzvah of reading Megillah. Kumtois, as Nitner, are in the tech for Yudalafid Beis Gimel's man of Kriyasa Megillah. Not only are these days that, you're all, that you could read Megillah, not the Kriyasa Beis Manam Eleis Beikir Gleich, so the Tech Yudalafid as well. It, they're equal to the, four, the, the, the 11th, 12th, and 13th are equal to the 14th and the 15th. They're all included equally in the Zman Neyem. It's not like a makeup time or the Zman Neyem or the fact that there's secondary times that were established. They're equal to the 14th and the 15th day of of other when is the primary time for reading and just to clarify not to say that you could stop read Megillah and Yudalif but when this situation allows for reading and Yudalif then it is as if it's Yudalif and Tesvav it's the same category as reading and Yudalif and Tesvav and the Mishnah wants to emphasize this uh, uh, specifically so therefore the Mishnah starts with Yudalif, Yud Bezu, Yud Gimel to tell us that these are also proper times to read Megillah when the circumstances allow it this also explain the difference. Like we said in Seif Aleph between the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And the rest of the month, which is also is kosher to Megillah, which is also applicable in Halacha. If a person is going, is traveling, either in the sea or in the desert, and leaving earlier than Yud Aleph, and he can't take a Megillah with him, he could read Megillah before... Even before Yud Aleph, so there is there is an allowance for it. Nevertheless, we said in Sif Aleph that you can't compare the rest of the month to Yud Aleph Yud Gimel. 
And now we understand why. The rest, the fact that you could read the Megillah all the rest of the month, this is learned from the Pasuk Vachedesh. And what we learn from this is that the person has the possibility and therefore the obligation to read the Megillah to fulfill his personal obligation of reading Megillah, which is supposed to be in Yemei HaPurim HaElah. But if he can't do it, he could do it Kol But this Vachedesh does not change the, the item of time. As the Yemeyachedis on Veren Azman Kriyas Megillah, that the days of the month before Yud Aleph should become considered the time of Megillah reading. Mashaykin Yud Aleph, Yudbeis and Gimel, as we just explained at length, are the proper time in the right in, in the right circumstances, and that's the difference. Yud Aleph and Yudbeis and Gimel are considered Zman Kriyas Megillah, as emphasized in the Mishnah. Megillah Nikreis Yud Aleph Yudbeis etc. Vachedis Kol Achedis Kasher means it's a makeup time. If you can't do it then, in the right time you could do it Kol Achedis. But it's not considered the Zman of Kriyasa Megillah. And this would actually have a practical relevance in Halacha. So if you have another obligation, not Megillah reading, that you have to do on this day, and this is the proper time for it, which one comes first? Earlier in the month, you would have to do the mitzvah that it is it, that is its time because Megillah reading it's not it, it's not the proper time yet, and therefore the Megillah the, the mitzvah that's zmano comes before the mitzvah that's only a tashlumen. But in the case of the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th of Adar, there's reason to say that you should be Megillah because it's Manahu. That is the right time for it under those circumstances. So that's the difference. One, it's, one is the Zman Kriyasa Megillah. And therefore, in a certain case, in certain cases, it would proceed, it would come first before other mitzvahs that are also Zmanam on that day. Before Yud Aleph, you, it, it's kosher lekriyas hamegillah, but it's not the zmano. It's interesting in the heart of thirty-eight that ever brings another nafkamina. It's very interesting, and that is is that in order for someone to read megillah for another person, he himself has to be chayiv in kriyas hamegillah. So on Yud Aleph, it based with gimel since zmanohu. So it's possible that even a ben, even a ben ha'ir, could read megillah for the ben akfar because it's the right time for the ben akfar. But before Yud Aleph, even though it's called a kosher, but a said it's not zmanahu, there's no chiyuv on the person, and therefore someone who's not mechuyuv cannot be moitzi, this, this person, with, with, his, uh, with his obligation. This actually touches upon a, a long discussion in the Ran, which talks about even Yudal, if you base it Gimel, if it's possible, if it's okay for a Benak Ayir to read for the Benakfar, which is a which is a, a, a lengthier discussion, which we will leave for now. So what we have established until here is the the a, a, a major uftu, a, a major chiddush, and that is is that Yudal, if you'd base Yud Gimel, that one might have thought are secondary times for Megillah reading. The Rebbe is mechadish according to the Mishnah that the fact that the Mishnah begins Megillah Nekreis Yud Aleph Yud Beis Yud Gimel. The Mishnah is telling us that in the right circumstances Yud Aleph Yud Beis and Yud Gimel are considered the Zman Kriyas Megillah, unlike the rest of the month. 
And once we understand this, that something that seemed initially to be secondary is actually primary, this concept, this idea is going to affect many other aspects in the Megillah and in Purim and even in Tetzavah as we'll see throughout the Sikha. And that's what we're going to cross over now in CFA to see this idea in other elements and other parts of the Megillah where something that seems to be secondary is actually of primary importance. This idea which we find by the reading of the Megillah, that those days that are not mentioned specifically in the Pasuk as the primary days of Megillah reading, are nevertheless can be the proper Zman, the proper time for reading the Megillah. We could say, what's the reason for this? Elder Gan said, because the whole idea of the Megillah. So both it's writing the fact that it was written in the first place. The way we read it, the way it was written. is in such a way that something that seemed to be secondary actually turns out to become primary. Number one, the reading of the Megillah was not the same, not done in the same manner as the other holy Svarim. The Nevi'im and the Ksuvim, all the other ones. The Nevi'im and Ksuvim, and especially were by direct command of the commandment of the Abishter. The Abishter commanded Moshe to write the Torah, and the Abishter commanded the other Sifra Kedis to be written. While the writing of the Megillah came from Esther's request. Esther asked the Chachamim, write me down, write down the story of, of, of Esther for the generations. The Gemara over there says that the Chacham didn't know if they should. They, they, they were concerned that it's going to... Uh, it's going to be then taken out of context by the by the Goyim and it's going to create animosity. And as to said, it's already written in the in the in the history books. So it's not like uh, uh, this will be the only place that it's written. But there was a debate by the Chachamim whether whether the Megillah should even be written. So too, the the actual Yomtiv of Purim. And reading of the Megillah is as This also was initiated by Esther's request. Kivuni Lederis establish me, establish the, the, the story of Purim for generations. And there was and there was again a debate and various opinions in the Chachamim about this. I think I confused something. I think that the first thing they learned from Ksoiv Zoisi Karim Basefer that it's from the fact that it says Ksoiv Zoisi Karim Basefer. This gave them the heter to write. Megillus Esther, and uh, the second thing, they, they didn't want to be kveyat, so it shouldn't create animosity, and Esther said that it already, um, it already is in the history book, so it won't create additional animosity. But either way, you see that in both cases, both with regards to writing the Megillah down as a Sefer Kodesh, as well as establishing the Yom Tiv of Purim every year and the Kriya Samegillah, were both things that came milamata, that came from below, not from the Ebishter above, and it, it didn't come easily. The Chachamim weren't sure if they should do it. But after it was written down, it becomes one of the 24 holy books that are equal, that is equal with the other Sifrei, the scriptures of Tanakh. It actually has an advantage over the other Sifrei. The Ramam writes that all of the 
that all of the books of Nevi'im and Ksuvim are going to be cancelled or, or uh, become a null uh, when Mashiach comes, besides Megillus Esther, she will remain like the that are eternal, even beyond the coming of Mashiach. The David says it in a different way, a different opinion of it, that's not referring to the actual Sefer, the Sefer will remain, but all the Sefer will remain, but with regards to the Kriya of the Sefer, the reading of the Sefer, even if they'll stop reading from the other Sefarim, Megillah, they will never stop reading it publicly on Purim. So either, either the whole Sefer, either the whole idea of the Sefer, or the reading of the Sefer is going to, in the other Sfarim, is going to stop when Mashiach comes, and Megillah is going to survive, is going to continue beyond. So we see that Megillah is even greater than the other Sfarim. It's, it's on the level of Hamishah Chumshetayra. So we see here that the, that that in, in the in the Ksiva Megillah, we see the idea that initially it began as a secondary sefer, it was something that came milamata from Esther, but ultimately it becomes not only equal but greater than the other sefer Kodesh. And there's another element that you were going to see here, which is the more, a more famous uh, discussion, where again we see something that seems to be of uh, 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 secondary, or it seems to diminish the value of the Megillah, and ultimately the way we learn it, especially al Pichsidus, it actually elevates uh, and, and uh, exacerbates the... Uh, the quality of the Megillah. And this is going to be with regards to the fact that the Abish's name is not mentioned in the Megillah. In Iris Nitad, Kisvuni, In the Megillah, there's no mention of the Abish's name, which is unlike all of the other Svarim. In the Haaris, the Rebbe brings that Shir Hashirim also does not mention the Abish's name. But in Shir Hashirim, there isn't, because it's written as a Moshul, there isn't really anywhere where it should have been written and wasn't. But in the Megillus Esther, we're speaking about the Nase, which the Nase is certainly coming from the Abishter, there should have been a place where the Abishter should have been acknowledged, and yet, it's not. There's no mention of the Abishter's name in Megillus Esther. The pastor's vice of a diagram from Kedusha, from a Sefer, was hot in Kedusha, was Seemingly, this shows a lower level of holiness. It's a book that doesn't have Hashem's name in it, a Sefer that has Hashem's name in it, it's holy, you kiss it when you close it, you, you, you make sure it doesn't fall on the floor, a Sefer, a book that doesn't have Hashem's name in it, is usually of secondary, uh, 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 is not as holy. And it's also seen in the, in, in, the, in the basic reason, the simple reason, why Taka is the no mention of the Abish's name. Since it was copied over, translated in the history books of the Kings of Modai and Paros. And they were idolaters who would, instead of the Abishter's name, they would write the name of their idol. So it's actually honorable to Hashem that is the Mordechai should not mention his name in the Megillah so it doesn't get translated and then credit given to other idols and, uh, and things like that. Uh, for the for the nace for the story of Purim. So in other words, they purposely they were honoring Hashem by taking his name out. They were making it into a secular book. So that way, so that so that way it shouldn't it, it shouldn't Hashem's name shouldn't be defiled. But it, so what so it, one would see, think that because of that, Taker, the Megillah is 
a more a more secular sefer than a one that has Hashem's name in it. Nevertheless, we know the fact that the Megillah does not mention the holy names of Hashem is as on a deeper level. This is a remes as in Yonah is far bundin mitelakus to lead for shame. That this tells us on a deeper level that the Megillah is connected with the Abishter that is not that cannot be grasped in a name. In a level that is beyond the holy names of Hashem, the Yisraelim is a beloshen ayadua, and even more than that, not only it's higher than name, but the leisiramis b'shum oisav b'shum oisav kaitzak klal. It cannot be represented even in a letter or even in the tip of a letter. Anoichi misha anoichi. It is I, I who I am, which is cannot even be represented in not, not just not in a name, not even in a letter, and not even in the kaitz in the tip of the letter. The Gemara asks, where do you see the story of Esther in the Torah, in the Chamisha Chumshay Torah? And answers in the Pasuk, in the end of Dvarim, I will conceal myself. And also, Aster, or Haster Aster, is the same, uh, very similar to the, to the word Esther. So we see a remez to the story of Purim in Chamisha Chumshay Torah. So what did it say in Chesidus? As the Haster Haster from the Megillah, that the concealment that took place in the time of Purim in the Megillah originates from Anoichi, from the from the highest level, from the essence of Hashem. But it's so it is so lofty, it is so sublime that it cannot be represented in the Abishter's names, not even in Shemavaya. So on the one hand, you all might think that the fact that Abish's name is not mentioned it diminishes the holiness of the Megillah. On the other hand, we know that the fact that it doesn't mention that Abish's name is actually to, to, uh, 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 to represent that the story of Purim is connected, the Megillah is connected with the highest level of the Abish. Does haste, as the Rinya must shame his agitation for little month in Megillah, is beside the Farbudenkeit with that smusi musi is shames. So that means that the fact that the name is, names of the Abishter are not mentioned in the Megillah is to emphasize the connection with the highest levels of the Abishter. So now, something that we thought was, was a, 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 a lack, something that was missing, is actually something that is the greatest, the, the greatest unique quality. So again, so Sai in the, in the writing of the Megillah, that it had to come from Esther, but later it became on the level of Chamisha Chum Also, when the Megillah was written, it was written without Hashem's name. But what, it, but, but what that represents is the fact that the Megillah is connected with, with the highest levels of the Abishter. Why did we bring this all in in the beginning of Saif? Hey, is to say that this is why Megillah Nekreis be Yudalef. This is why the Mishnah tells us that Yudalef is on the same level as now we can, it's even more gishmak. It's even more clear to us why the Mishnah begins with the 11th. It's true, as we said earlier in the Sikha, that with this the Mishnah is emphasizing that these days 11th, 12th, and 13th of Adar are actually the time of Megillah reading under the right circumstances. It's still not the same thing as Dal and Tzvav, which is the day that is applicable to most people. Still, 
even after everything we said till now, up until Sif Hey, the Mishnah should have still started with Yudalev and Tazvav, which is the majority of people, which is most Megillah readings, and then gone to Yudalev. But now we know, now that we now that we understand that the whole concept of the Megillah is to lift up that which seems to be lower and show that it's truly higher to take something which seems to be of secondary importance and to tell you that it's really of primary importance. Now we understand where the Mishnah begins with Yudalif. Well, the Kriya from Yudalif order, but does the Kriya from Bnei Akvarim is Merames Pnimius Hatechin Kloli from the Megillah because the fact that the Megillah could be read on the eleventh of Adar, which is the day that is that the, that the Megillah is read for the people of the villages of the outskirts, this represents the deeper and true content, the true message of the Megillah. And now we're going to go into the Beer Bazaar. It's going to be a, we're going to go a little bit into the, into the uh, Hasidic vernacular to understand this idea of what, what, who are the Bnei Akvarim, what do they represent in our Aveda, and why is specifically their Kriya, the ultimate Kriya, which is why the Megillah has to begin with Yudalaf. The Mishnah has to begin with the Yudalaf. These three uh, divisions, categories, by, by reading of the Megillah, the walled cities, the large cities that are open, and the villages, is. So uh, how we break them down into uh, uh, the spiritual representation and how they uh, reflect in our avoid, our service of Hashem is as follows. At least briefly. Krach Amuk of Chema, a city that is walled, it represents the Anaveda, but Zainaveda is Bashitst, Losnit, Aran, Kinsarva, Oyevachulu. His Aveda is protected, he's insulated. There's no way for the enemy, for the adversary, for the distraction to enter into his Aveda. It's the highest level. The person is so, in, is so engrossed, immersed in his Aveda, that he is isolated or insulated from the world, and the world can't affect him, can't, uh, can't uh, uh, hurt his Aveda. Then you have Ir Moshev. The city, Zayn Aveda macht buit uf amochem l'shifta yisbarach. His Aveda is to create a dwelling place for Hashem. Tuchtemba said is a ben ear, but it's because he's in the city. A darfnit akir in zayin varten bisvet uizvaksin in feldchitim. He doesn't have to plow. He doesn't have to sow. He doesn't have to wait till the field will will grow wheat. A darf nor machin from the tzugegret to fartekin yoni ha'elom adiru unashtot iru lekeno. He the materials are given to him ready made, and all he has to do is he has to transform them into making a dwelling place for Hashem, which represents the fact that he's not fighting with the world. The, the world comes to him ready. The world, the, the, the concealment of the world, the darkness of the world is not affecting him. By the time he deals with it, the world is ready. He just has to do the work to transform the ready-made worldly matters into, an, into a dwelling place for Hashem. Kfar, the lowest level, is the village. He has to break down, he has to plow through the tough soil from the Mahalim from Vel from the darkness of the world. As Lakanandar Zainzriya, this should be possible to plant anything. So the Kfar is fighting the world. In other words, he's not ready yet for the world as is to be a Dirlay Izbarach. He first has to break that darkness of the world so he can then take it and refine it so that the Ben Ir could turn it into a dwelling place for Hashem. So you have three levels. You have the person that is totally removed from the world. You have the person that is in the world but is not fighting the world. And then you have the person that has to fight the darkness of the world to start the process of making a dinner for the Ebishter.
Now let's see this in the Eilamis, in the spiritual worlds, how they fit, how this fits in and how this fits in in the words of Chassidus. So very quickly in the one paragraph, Krach is Maramas Avedam Abriya, starts as the Aveda from Serafim. Krach, the walled city, represents the world of Bria, which is the Serafim, the angels that are called Serafim. Irgudayla, the big cities that are not walled. Yitzira is the world of Yitzira, which is the Aveda from Chayis HaKodesh, which is the Aveda of the Malachim, that are known as the Holy Chayis. And Kfar, the third level, the village, is Elam HaAsiya, the world of Asiya, the Aveda from Eifanim, and in the uh, angels, it is the angels called Eifanim. The chilek tzvishen the drei madreges and keches vividus adam is how do we break this down into the individual person? These three levels, as they are in the individual person, the aveda from aben krach kumet from mechem. Ben krach, the the person in the walled city, this represents intellect. He is born in us on asagus of the kus to contemplate and to grasp to to uh, comprehend. Godliness. And the far is the atayinug in the aveda, and therefore there is an enjoyment in this aveda. Which comes from this grasp. When the person understands what he's doing, understands what's what he's what he's uh, 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 trying to accomplish, it's much more enjoyable when you when you understand it. And this is similar to the aveda of the serafim, the angels. The Shrafim are standing above to him, to the Abishter, the right there. They become consumed and bottle and, and, and uh, in a state of submission with yearning and desire to the Abishter. So, so the Shrafim, they grasp Elokos. They, they, they're on the level of intellect. They understand the greatness of the Abishter and therefore they have such a strong yearning, a burning desire, an all-consuming need to be Connected to godliness. That's one level. The Aveda from Ayar is Gdelis. Kumitsadamidis. The Aveda that is represented in the big cities, but the, the non walled, the open cities, this represents Midis. Avas Hashem and Yiris Hashem, the love of Hashem and the fear or awe of Hashem. But Das is Farbudim and Elam Yitzira. Midis goes with the world of Yitzira. Where the Abishes Midis are, are shining. And therefore it says, The Aveda is with a great tumult. The, the, over, the, the uh, excitement of the Midas, the, the, when the emotions get excited, it sometimes expresses itself in tumult. Meichin is quiet. Meichin is, 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 is a person is, is, is engrossed in his intellectual thoughts. It's, it's always done, or always, but it's generally intellect is quiet. Midas is bubbly. It's exciting. It's palpable. So therefore, the Chayis HaKodesh serve the Ebishter Baraz Gadol, because since they're in the world of Yitzhida, which the world of Yitzhida is the world of Midas, so therefore there is an excitement, and the excitement creates a Raz Gadol. Then you have the Avedah from Bnei Akvarim, which is the Eifanim, the Malachim known as Eifanim. In Eilam Asiya, in the world of Asiya, is the Yivchina for this is the level of acceptance, of admission. And the Asag of Isbanus from Seichul and the Yisraelis from Midas Belavis, if as they feel, does bringt bees machriach as a smooth Even the little bit of Seichul that's there, or the little bit of Midas that's there, it it leads to a total submission to the Eibushter. Hey, acceptance. In 
in the previous levels, the emphasis is seichel, or the emphasis is midas. Here, the emphasis is, because it's such a low level, they can't really truly understand, and they can't really truly get inspired or excited by the emotions. What they do have, though, is an acceptance. The heibishter is the heibishter, lakus is a lakus. And they accept it, and they, and, and they are in a state of submission to it. Umbaze is the Abed Barash Godel. But also here there's Rash Godel. It says, Vaifanim Vichayis Akedis Barash Godel. So why is there a Rash? If the Rash is from emotion, then why, if there's no emotion here, it's just acceptance and submission, why is there Rash Godel? Is Nitmitzad Hergish Alev? It's taken not coming from the emotions of the heart. That Al Derech Via Aben Kfar Shkfar, Shabal Lidis Asamelech, the Moshe will be a little village boy that comes to see the king. So if it's a, a, a person of, from the city who comes to see the king, so either he can understand the greatness of the king and he stands in awe of the king, or he even he is excited to see the king because he appreciates something about the king, he has feelings, and therefore there's a great excitement. The Ben Kfar, the village boy, is so removed from the king that he becomes totally overwhelmed. That also causes a tumult. It also causes a, a, an expression from, the, from within the person. But not because he feels something, it's because he doesn't feel anything. It's because he feels so far removed, so, such a distance, he becomes so overwhelmed by it that it causes a rajga. So we have three levels. There's the Aveda of a person that grasps a lukus. There's the Aveda of a person that has a feeling towards a lukus. Then there's a person that has neither a grasp, an intellectual grasp, and not even feelings, but has bittle, has submission. So which one do you think, would you think is the lowest of them? You would think the, 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 the Bnei Akvaru. The Bnei Akvaru, the villagers who don't grasp anything and don't feel anything, the, that would be the lower level. So we're going to see over here, like, like we, consistent with what we've been saying all along, that what you think is the lowest is actually really has a great advantage. Even though in this of the in the world, the Masiya in practical action, you don't see the revealed form of the Lakus, but not in the grasp of this of the mind, nor in the excitement of the heart. Therefore, their Aved and their passion is only in a manner of acceptance of practical action nevertheless they still have bitl, they still have submission which is a very very lofty level to achieve quite the contrary this lowest level of bitl that we what we're considering the lowest level of bitl in a sense is the greatest form of bitl greater than the Bittel that is accomplished through the Srofim that have a great grasp in the Lakus. As we know, Chassidus so often explains that when you reach something through your own comprehension or through your own feelings, then it's limited to that comprehension level or that or, or the amount of feelings that you have towards it, the amount of emotions that you have towards it. But when it's when it's bittel, when it's not coming from a place of understanding or feeling, then that bittel is complete. The bittel is not limited to you. The bittel is greater than you. So by the kpeneyak forim, although they don't have the havana, asoge, and they don't have the, the, the emotions, but what they do have is the bittel that is not limited to them. It's greater than them. And therefore it actually brings them closer to elokos. 
Und der Rieber wird durch die Eifanim gesagt, aufgetan, die haben Sache von Baruch Kweid Hashem im Kömer. Therefore is the Eifanim that can say Baruch Kweid Hashem im Kömer, mehr wie die Amshachem, was wird aufgetan durch die Eifanim von der Seraphim, even more than, the, than, the, than what it's accomplished by the Seraphim. The way the, 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 this is explained here, Usually, usually, in a lot of other places, Chassidus says that the Benestrofim, they say, That they grasp how the Abishra is everywhere. And the, and the Ifanim, they say, uh, um, they, they don't grasp the presence of the Abishra. Wherever he is, wherever he is, they, they, they bless the, the glory of Hashem. Here he's saying a different word. Here he's saying that the, the Srofim, the Srofim, sorry, the Ifanim, because of their bittel, they could reach Mim Koimoy. They could reach the Abishter in his place. They could reach the essence of the Abishter in the original place of the Abishter. They don't have to uh, uh, stay removed because limited to their understanding or limited to their feelings. But because they stand in a bittel, they could grasp the Abishter in his place in Mikoimoy. So this is ultimately the, 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 the highlight of the Bnei Akfarim, that the Bnei Akfarim, although they lack the 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 external uh, um, uh, the external expressions of Seichel and Midas, but nevertheless they have Bittel, and because they have Bittel, they have this deepest, most connection with the Lakus that's not limited to their own Keches. And now let's conclude this with, uh, with, with, with this expanded understanding. This is why the Mishnah begins with Yudalif with the 11th of Adar. The Kriya from Bnei Akfarim, which is the reading of the, of the villagers. While in the Kriya is Merumis, Klolis, and Megillah, because the reading of the 11th of Adar, the reading of the Bnei Akfarim represents in a certain sense the whole idea of the Megillah. Despite the fact that externally this is a concealment. This is a concealment, a darkness that has no revelation because it's the world of Asiya, which is basically the most physical, most materialistic of all worlds. Is in them far down But the core essence of the Abishter is in Asiya. Which is drawn down through the bitl of the Ifanim. And this is the Avoida of the Bnei Farim to bring down the Etzim of the, of the Abishter, despite the darkness, despite how low they, they might find themselves. And that's the whole idea of the Megillah. To take the, the, the fact that there's no mention of the Abishter's name and connect it with the fact of a Nechi higher than the Abishter's name. And that's why the Megillah, although it was written Milamata by Esther, nevertheless, it, it's considered one of the highest Sifrei Kedish on the level of Hamisha Chumashetera. And that's why the Mishnah says, because that's the whole lineage of the Megillah. The whole idea of the Megillah is to take the simplest, most uh, a version of serving Hashem and proving and showing and elevating it to be the highest for form of serving Hashem. And now we go to Parshat Tetzavah. If you remember the beginning, beginning of the Sicha, he started that the Tetzavah is connected to Purim. How does Tetzavah connect to Purim? Based on this, we can now explain the connection between Shabbos as it relates to Purim and to the Megillah, how it connects also to the Parsha of the week, to the Sedra of the week, which is Parsha's Tetzavah. Parashat Tzavah is the ancient Kesedra Mishash and Nilad Meshen Velchaz Ved Nidr Mantar Nama from the Meshen Rabbeinu Ad Mishnah Teira Parashat Tzavah, as we know, is the only Parsha from when Moshe is born until Chumash Dvarim, where Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. Chazal Zogin has also to leave them with Sar Gezogt. Mechini Nami Sivir Chasher Kesavta. Chazal explained that Moshe said to the Eibister when the Eibister wanted to punish the people who, who worshipped the Egel, the golden calf. Moshe says, "Remove my name from your sefer." 
that you have written, and even though it was it was something that Moshe said on a condition that if that if Hashem destroys the Jewish people, the way we know that when the tzaddikim ask for something, even for a condition, they just still fulfills what they asked. But Hashem Mekuyim Gavonin and decided this, so this request of Moshe is fulfilled in the parasha of Tetzavah. Superficially, this seems. It seems like a derogatory thing that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. But we know that the pasuk, the Torah, doesn't even speak negatively about an unkosher animal. So it must be that the fact that Moshe's name is not mentioned in the Tzavah actually has an advantage. Actually, has something unique about it, something special about it. That uh, that causes Moshe's name to not be mentioned. We can't just unless from, from the parsha Gufa, and we see this in the parsha itself. Even though Moshe's name is not mentioned explicitly, the whole parsha is called Tetzava. You should command, or even some say Va'ata Tetzava. They include Va'ata, but that's what Tzitzich to Moshe, which is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the name of the parsha, though it doesn't say Moshe specifically, but it's all about Moshe. So clearly, there is something unique about this Sadra and the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. The Yazbarabin in them. And what's the explanation? Sadikim are compared to their creator. Just like with regards to the Abishter. That the Abishter's names represent a manifestation of the Abishter. The way the Abishter reveals himself into, into the world. But the Abishter's essence is beyond names, like we said earlier in the in the Sikha, that the fact that the Megillah doesn't mention the Abishter's name is because the Megillah is connected with the essence of the Abishter. The same thing exists by Tzadikim, Meisha Rabbeinu V'chulu, Meisha Rabbeinu, etc. That when their name is not mentioned, it represents a connection with the essence of Meisha that's beyond, uh, beyond being represented in a name. From this we can derive the fact that Moshe's name is not mentioned explicitly is valid in from because the Tetzava is connected with the essence of Moshe. That's beyond names. Higher than all of the Neshama names, which the Neshama has five names, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida, and Parashat Tetzava is connected with the part of Moshe that's beyond any of the names of the Neshama. When you have the etzim of Moshe, the essence of Moshe, the you, the you without your name, just, just the essence. This can accomplish the tetzavah, which beyond tetzavah, meaning to command, it means the tetzavah, the, the unification and the connection of all of the yidden. Including the ones who worship the eagle, who made the eagle. For which, including the people, including the people who made the Yegel, who Moshe davens for them, and because of that, there was a Mecheni that was Moshe's name was deleted from Parshat Tzava. Even they are included in the Tzav Summit that's Musi Musi's Baruch, the bond and the connection with the Abishter. The Gret Makmacher Baruch has explained in other places in Chasidus that Tzavas Ben Yisrael means that Moshe is the one, including. The Maimur Vata Tetzavah from Purim Katan, the Rebbe gave out on Purim Katan, Tavshin and Beis, that Moshe Rabbeinu's job is to connect Yidin with the Abishter. So now we understand the connection. Just like by the Megillah, the Abishter's name is not mentioned, so too by Parshat Tetzavah, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. And it doesn't represent necessarily a, 
a diminishment in, in, in the greatness of Moshe. Quite the contrary. It's talking about the greatness of Moshe. That Moshe, there's the etzim of Moshe that's beyond names. And this is the part of Moshe that is able to actually cause the connection of Yidin with the etzim of the Ebster. And now in Sif Yud, the final Sif of the Sicha, the Rebbe connects this all with Parsha Zohar. And this is actually very much connected with the Sicha for Parsha Zohar, which we are also learning this week which is the one right, be right, uh, right before this in Sechei Lechofalev, where it elaborates more about these these, uh, this idea of Amalek and Vav K of the Abish's name. This can also connect, explain the connection between the fact that Megillah is read, starting from the Yudalev on the 11th day of Adir, and the fact that we're reading Parsha Zacher on this day and remembering the story of Amalek. Inshallah, the Shalah says, as Yud Aleph, the number 11, communion is Vavke, is the number of Vavke, the second two names of Hashem, second two letters of Hashem's name, which add up to 11. And the, 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 the last day that you could read Megillah, which is Tezvav, the highest day, communion Yudke represents the first two letters of the Abishra's name, Yud K, which add up to 15. Therefore, the Mishnah begins with reading the Megillah on the 11th. Because the obliteration of Amalek, the eradication of Amalek, is connected with Vavke with 11. The Chazal Zogan from Pasik, Yodal Kes Yud Kei Melchamalavai Bamalek, as in Hashem Shalom Achimacha Shmei Shalomalek, that the name of Hashem is incomplete. It says, it says and the Pasik says, that the Abishter swears on his kise, on his chair, on his throne, that he's going to battle against Amalek. But it says, it says, uh, Yud K, not Yud K Vav K, and it says kise without an Aleph, because case. So the Chacham say that the Abishter's name is incomplete, and the Abishter's throne is incomplete until Amalek is totally destroyed. As long as Amalek still exists, the Abishter's name is not complete. And it consists just Yud K without the Vav K. Because Amalek is combating the, the letters Vav K. What's the connection between Amalek and Vav K? Amalek is one who knows his creator and deliberately rebels against him. As the Yudke, he has the knowledge. The Yud K is complete. Yud K represents Seichel and Midoy. Yud K represents Seichel and Hergish Alev. In the earlier Sikhi, he says that Yud K is, is Chachma Bina. It's just Seichel. But either way, the Yedeyas, Ribaynoi, Amalek has, there's no problem with that. But he, what he wants, as his only pale sign, he wants to create a barrier that the knowledge should not impact the Machshava Dibaramaisa, the thought, speech, and action in actually fulfilling Tayro Mitzvahs. So Amalek is fighting Vavkei and the Farka Day Deschidas Amalek is like the boy. So in order to remember Amalek properly, but does bring some key of Amalek Timchas Echad Amalek, which brings to the eradication of Amalek. Muzain the Aveda from Yudalu from Vavkei Aveda Amitis Beisek Ateir of Amitis Bekeil Vadibur Emaisa. How do you fight Amalek? Not just by learning. Amalek is okay with learning by by doing. By, by being involved in Tehro Mitzvahs, by speaking it out, by saying words, by doing action. And this needs Kabbalah's oil first, which was also mentioned in the previous Sikha. When you have Maisa, which is preceded by Kabbalah's oil, can you fight and, and win over Amalek? 
Now it is a comment to Bchinis Tezvav, and this is how you reach the level of Tezvav Yud Kisha B'Shem, the Aveda for Mechim for Bnei Akrachim. You reach the the, the Aveda of those who are in the walled cities, which is the Aveda of intellect. And then the, the name the name of Hashem is complete and in the proper order. Which then is like the Mishnah says that the walled cities read on Tezvav. These to the lesser kviyas the Mishnah for Cholli Yisachar Hashabbos was demod leinin the Bnei Akvarim beYud Aleph Bchinis Vavke and then you have the letter the, the concept of Vavke when the Bnei Akvarim read on the eleventh when as such you have you have Yudke and Vavke and it's stacked in that order the Mishnah mentions first and the explanation the Mishnah mentions first Bnei Akrachim the Tezvav Yudke and then mentions Vavke when it's very the Adnu Shleimah from the Mevish and Velt and then the Avishter could be the total master over the world. Yud Yalif, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalat, Tezvav, Eilat, Minyan, Adnai. Because when you have 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 together, it adds up to 65, which is the Gematria of Adnai. But those was I'm the Golui. The Shleim was prepared with Mach Mashiach, which is in a revealed way, in a complete way, and in an actual way. When Mashiach comes, but then when Bazaar the Gemara from Mechama Lavaya Bamalik Midir, that will be the completion of the war against Amalik. Dara the Malka Mashiach in the final Dara, which is the Dara of the King Mashiach, or of Yilchim, Melchemes, Hashem, Vinatseach, because he will battle the wars of Hashem and he will be victorious. Speedily in our days. Afrelech and Purim.